Are you totally different when it comes to sex and copulation? Have you judged yourself out of receiving pleasure? Have you judged yourself into receiving pleasure in certain ways and excluded other ways? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life or lack of it affected other areas of your life? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, pleasure diva and body whisperer, Milica Yelenich. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, and I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. Tonight's topic is monkey business. What? on earth does monkey business have to do with the pleasure zone really i don't know i think i was smoking crack the day i came up with this title but actually it does it does have something to do with pleasure um why did i call it that actually the title of today's show was brought to you by my father um who about a month ago i was working on my dad who um literally is like an amazing thing that i have the um, the chance to work on my dad that he chooses to have me um, facilitate his body it's really quite amazing to me because over five years ago um, my dad would swear upside down that what I was doing was wrong evil and terrible and um, so it's really amazing what I've been choosing and what that's been an invitation to and he was talking to me about how he perceives me one day. Um, it's always really intriguing to me to hear now uh, what my dad has to say about me, where before the only thing that I could ever hear from him, the only thing that I ever heard him say was probably the only thing I could receive, which was a lot of judgment, a lot of telling me about how wrong I was. And now he actually acknowledges certain capacities I have and certain talents that I have. And one of them was one that I wasn't even aware of, which is where this title of this show comes from. So um, the title of the show actually was that my dad was saying uh, to me about my boat relationships. And he was saying, you know, I've watched you and you are somebody who who always, when it, whether it's jobs or whether it's relationships he's like you are never a person who like just um abandons everything and i think it's really funny because it's actually um not true because in in my heart of hearts uh whenever i've say moved on to a relationship the other relationship before that was done in my universe for like years sometimes before i even move on to the next but what it would look like to everybody else in this reality is that I've been nonstop in a relationship for the last 23 years almost. There was a break for about four years where I was just um, randomly having fun in my 20s, but literally from the time I was 19 till now, and I'm 42, so 23 years, um, I've been in several long-term relationships. Um, you know, even though they were done for me, um, I was still uh, so, um, I guess, immersed in them that I wasn't looking, even though I was done and they knew I was done, and I'd even said many times that this is over, 
uh, I hadn't really chosen to maybe publicly announce this is over. You know, I didn't change the Facebook status. This is over, even though 23 years ago there was no Facebook status to change. Um, so it was actually quite done. And sometimes I was even done with relationships after the first date, but I would just end up in them for a long time. Uh, months, years, you know, because I'm adorable. And so from my dad's perspective, he always thought that I was a person who had an ability to find security always. And I thought that was really interesting because for most of my life, I actually have felt completely insecure as if I've always been walking on like a very shaky foundation, um, never really knowing where I'm going, never really, um, not really that I don't know because I am, I do know that and I trust in the universe that I'm always going to be guided and I've known that for years and years and I've always just trusted and known um, and at the same time I guess it appeared to others that I was more um, cautious or whatever um, which is interesting to me because I never felt that sense of security that my dad uh, sees me having so and that was interesting to me and I said what do you mean that I'm that I'm a monkey in relationships and he said you know like a monkey it sits in a tree and unless it sees a branch, it doesn't jump until it sees another branch. Or if it's in the jungle, unless there's a vine near, it's not going to jump until it sees another vine. It doesn't just jump and hope a vine shows up. It waits. It waits for the that to, till he sees that other vine until he goes forward. And I think what the reality is, is those monkeys are aware that there are vines everywhere. When they jump, they will find something to hold on to. Um, and I think so many of us, even though we might pretend like we're cautious, or the outside world might see us as very cautious, the truth of the matter is we've probably, chances are, we are probably aware that the universe not only has our back, the universe is throwing vines at us constantly that we can jump for. Um, it's a matter of which vine would we like. There's not just one branch on a tree. There's not just one vine in the jungle. Um, so when we're moving forward, say in relationship, a lot of people are always looking for the one, which to me is hilarious. So, um, you know, there isn't just that one branch to jump to. There are millions of branches, millions of vines. Where would you like to jump? What direction would you like to go in? Maybe you'll hold on to that vine for a few minutes and then maybe you'll jump again. Because maybe that's part of what it is moving forward for you, moving through this jungle of life. And I, I liked my dad's kind of idea, metaphor about that monkey moving from branch to branch. And it's kind of been with me as, as this thought. I was like, what if, what if there is like, you know, what if the world is like that? And, you know, it's like choose and choose and choose and choose again. Uh, even though there's this illusion of security, um, you know, that that vine is attached to something and you're going to be able to move forward. Sometimes those vines are actually attached to nothing and you tumble, but you might fall onto something, you might land, you might die. And what if it's okay? What if you chose forward and you died? Like, are you willing in your life to choose forward? Especially for me, I'm looking at this like, are you willing to choose forward in relationship in your life? Uh, I know a lot of people who won't. Um, they're, they're like, you know, many years into marriages that 
no longer work for them. And that's okay. Like they know that they're not willing to, to jump and possibly die. Um, because that is, you know, that whole, I don't know where I'm going to go is actually more scary than sitting in a relationship that died years ago. Sometimes the relationship died before it even started, yet they've been fully committed to their choice because God forbid you might have chose something that didn't work for you and you got to prove to the world and the universe that what you chose was totally on, uh, you know, in line with what you are creating for your life. You know, it's totally one of those things that I watch people do all the time, you know. They pick a relationship, and I've done it, guys. Like, I'm not different here. Um, I am different, and yet I'm not. Um, I've chosen relationships in my life where, like, you know, you know that this is not going anywhere. You've you've picked a vine. It's the leaves are dead. It's rotten. It's not attached to anything. And you know, you've touched that vine, and you're like, yeah, I'm that that I'm falling. Okay. And sometimes that fall lasts like eight, nine, ten years. And you're like, wow, yeah, that was a very long holding on to that branch. Funny thing is, you could be falling through all these leaves in the jungle. You're this little monkey. You're holding on to the branch. And, you know, this branch that has rotted and is falling apart, yet your hands are full. They're full of this dead vine that's falling. And if you just let go of that dead vine, you might find that your body moves in a new direction. Your body might actually move in a direction of a vine that's healthy, that's, you know, alive and growing and it's attached to something and you can swing it and you can move forward in life. Um, You might let go of that too. However, it's more alive, vibrant and moving forward and, and facilitating you moving forward in your life. So I just wonder like how many of us are holding on to so many dead branches falling like little monkeys, like, ah, no, and yet we don't let go. We're, a monkey would let go because a monkey has survival instinct and he's going to let go of that dead branch and find one that's living and he's going to keep going until he moves forward to wherever he's going to, whether he's moving away from something like a predator or whether he's moving towards something like food or shelter. He's He's got a target and he's going to keep moving. His, his target is definitely not to fall with, you know, rotting branches. Yet we, as people, will do that. We will hold on to this, like, rotting branch for a really long time and just keep going and going. And, you know, even if we could be a millimeter from smacking the ground, sometimes we actually smack the ground and are like, wow, that was paralyzing. And we just lie there sort of stunned in a beyond, like going, oh, my God, I can't get it. It's, oh, this is the worst thing ever. Uh, this is beyond belief, you know, uh, in a way that's like uh, paralyzing, right? So you're lying there, this person lying on the ground, dead branch in your hand. You're still holding the freaking branch lying on the ground. And you might, you know, you might have had some sense knocked into you when you finally land on the ground. You might have actually had some sense enough to, like, look up, you know, and open your eyes and notice the sun. Notice the sun appearing through where you can actually start to see where there's light, where there's life, and where there's a greater sense of choice that you could, you know, 
stand up, reach up, grab a vine, see where it leads you, you know. You might hold on to it and just kind of, it might move you in a new direction without even very much effort, you know. Sometimes we think it's like holding on to something is less effort than holding and then like choosing something new. And the truth is it's so much more fun, exhilarating and like life enhancing to choose and to choose. Um, And you can choose something new in a relationship that you're in as well. Uh, Even if you know you've held on to something that's dying, you can be in a relationship that looks like it could be dying and you can resurrect that. It's really just choice. And you really got to start asking questions about what is it that works for you in a relationship because there's so many things that we, you know, assume that have to be in place for a relationship to work. Um, You know, money, uh, there's certain things that people consider to be security, like money, uh, love, maybe, maybe there's other things. I don't really know what other people consider security anymore. Um, although money, I think, is a huge factor for people in relationship where they will continue to choose even if it's dead. And sometimes even when there's no money left, they choose to continue the relationship even though it's dead and dying. And um, and some people have relationships that are totally thriving, yet the money is not part of the equation. Um, so what is the big question is what is security to you are you willing to leave the branch that you know you're waiting for the next branch to show up you're waiting for the next um, vine to appear you know what is that sense of security to you that you're sitting there waiting on it like it's an interesting thing to me I actually realized recently that one of the recently like literally in the last 48 hours um that I'd been waiting on something for over 10 years that um, is is not even something that I I believed that I had a say in. It, it was actually it's actually a property. Um, my father has a property that um, I've been watching his body falling apart in this this property that he owns, and I've been watching him holding on to this very uh, very dead like vine and here he is the one telling me about being impressed about me moving forward and always finding a way to move forward and blah 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 and so it was in this conversation with him a few weeks ago and he he did choose and he is now choosing to actually move forward Um, my dad is almost 80 and he's now choosing to move forward and it was amazing to me that at the age of 80 he's now starting to acknowledge the possibility that he could actually enjoy life so I got my dad all riled up and sent him off like riled up in a like a excited for life kind of way I was like dad what if you sold your house and what would you you know what was your dream when you were like in your 30s what was your dream before you moved to Canada what was your dream when I was a kid like what was your dream for life that you haven't chosen yet and he was like, oh, well, I wanted to see this place in the world and this place and this place. And I was like, okay, Dad, so and what right now has you not choosing that? And he's like, well, I have to look after this house and these tenants and blah, blah, blah. And I can never find the person. And he said, he had all these conclusions about what that was. And I said, okay, that's, that's interesting, Dad. I personally would have liked him to be selling the house years ago. 
Um, so now he, I said, what if you sold the house? What would your life be like if you sold the house? And his whole body just relaxed. And within about 10 minutes, he said to me, is it possible my legs don't hurt? I said, it's interesting, Dad. What do you do with your legs in life? Like, what do you do with your legs? And he said, well, you know, I, I walk. When I can walk, I walk. I said, right. So what does walking do? And he's like, I don't know what you mean. I'm like, what's walking do? Do you move forward? Do you get somewhere? Does it get you places? He's like, well, sure, I get places. I move. I'm moving, yeah. I said, right. So when you just said that you're willing to move, your legs are now willing to move. Do you find that interesting? And he's like, do you think that's even possible? I'm like, yeah, Dad, that's uh, that's actually even possible. So I'm wondering for all of you guys out there, if there's something stuck in your life, if your money flows are stuck, if you feel stuck, if your relationship feels stuck, if your body is physically, um, you know, not moving, uh, would you be willing to look at those areas of your life where there's stagnation and start to see um, if you're actually willing to choose out of that? It may surprise the heck out of you that things will change, like your body having more ease, like your finances having more flow, like your mind having less stress. Like, really encourage you to look at where and what is that stagnation. Um, my dad's unwillingness to move forward for so many years, really holding on to that dead vine and lying there on the ground, literally practically paralyzed, um, and looking at this going, I have to hold on, I have I have no other choice. And I'm like, Dad, there is a universe of vines out there that you can hold on to. What are you going to pick? And so now he's very excited and uh, the possibilities of travel. And I'm like, Dad, what if you find like a, a you know, a sexy woman to travel with? Like, how fun with him? And then he got really like, woo. Then it was like the choice to move was very exciting. And my dad's a playboy. you got to get that. In the last five years, my dad has introduced me to probably seven girlfriends. My dad's a playa of magnitude. And I'm like, Dad, how much fun could you have? You sell your house. You get somewhere like temporary to live that you don't have to worry about so much. And how much fun would you have just, you know, going to great, beautiful places and like enjoying women as much as you enjoy them? I'm like, I'm sure I could find you a few of my friends who would like to be lavished and taken out for dinners and being treated to, to you know, flights around the world. Um, you know, you could have lots of part-time lovers, Dad, or not lovers even. I just have women that you travel with because my dad loves to show off girlfriends. Uh, so, so, so now he's like feeling really like he's actually choosing to live, uh, which for years since I was a child, I was like three or four years old. I remember my dad saying to me that, and at the time my dad was 41 when I was four. And he said to me, oh, and I'm an old man. When I'm 60, 70 years old, you're not going to talk to me. And oh, la, la. he decided this. He decided this years ago that, that his life was going to be a devastating pile of crap and he would be an old man in a wheelchair. And he, he was very close to being that, and I kept on reminding him. I said to him one day, I said, do you remember when I was four or five years old and you told me this? And he looked ghastly. He looked like I shocked him, and he said, oh, my God, you remember that? I'm like, yep, I remember exactly where we were. 
I remember what was cooking behind you. I remember where we were sitting. I remember the smells. I was there. I remember this conversation with you. And I remember thinking at the time, fuck you, Dad. Fuck you for telling me how I'm going to be when I grow up. And I was like, you know, I had the, I knew the word fuck. And I knew, I didn't say it out loud to him, but I knew it. And I was so freaking pissed off that he had decided my future for me. And there was no way I was having that. Um, and so, and I've, and I've watched him over the years choose, uh, choose into this false bullshit that is aging of bodies, you know? Um, and then, you know, that people sometimes choose, choose a relationship or choose that stability will be, we will grow old together. I don't ever want to fucking grow old with anybody. I don't know about you. I'd like to have fun. I'd like to enjoy life, but grow old. What the hell is that? No, I maybe, but I don't know. What else is possible beyond that silly concept? I'm not choosing to grow old with anybody ever. And my lover husband knows it. We aren't growing old and he's not growing old. He's aware of that. And so am I. So <laughs> we grow happy? Sure. So it's funny because all of this stuff, um, you know, really came out in this conversation with him. Um, and really, it's like what I got from it, and this is for me how it relates to the pleasure zone in so many ways, is like when you are choosing into pleasure and you're and you're choosing into something that will um, be fun for you, the ease of movement. Like I was talking about the ease of movement of that monkey going through on the vines, through the jungle, and he's moving through with such ease and agility and speed and fun. Like he's, he's you know, I, I don't know how you'd say if monkeys are having fun, but I think they start going like making fun noises like, ee, 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 and like they're, they're like, their bodies are exuberant and they're, you know, alive, really present and really alive. Um, and it's it's an amazing thing to watch. And it, so I'm watching my dad now choose out of being um, paralyzed, grow old, crippled in a wheelchair to choosing, holy crap, I could actually have a fun life. And I said to him, what if you could actually just start freaking living? Instead of talking about I'm going to die in five years, I said, you got five years. If you got five years, what are you going to choose? How are you going to live? What fun are you going to have for the first time in your freaking life? And I just gave it to him. I just freaking yelled at him. I'm like, I'm I'm tired and bored of listening to you complain about this shit. I'm tired and bored of you being miserable. I'm tired and bored of you not choosing to live. Do you either choose to live or die? I'm done. I'm done. And he was like, oh... I said, sorry, choosing. And this is when he was like, okay, I think I'm done with this house. I think I'm done with this stupid stuff. I'm like, really? Amazing. Fucking finally. So I'm very excited because I'm I'm aware that in uh, this the last 48 hours, something massively has shifted in my universe with um, really having my dad step into choosing for himself which has created so much ease in my universe. And you know what, guys? For those of you out there who are listening and you've got parents who are just not choosing forward or kids who are not choosing forward, um, you know, it actually, it, when you care about somebody, um, you sometimes can get, you know, you can get so energetically involved in their life 
that you don't even realize how much it's, it's influencing you, influencing your choices, influencing your body. Um, and I became so aware today that I'd been waiting, literally W-E-I-G-H-T, that wait, waiting for the last 10 years for my dad to sell this house. And my body is doing this very interesting morphing uh like as i'm even on the radio show my shoulders are changing my body is changing and i'm really curious to see what my body would like to show up like um now that i am aware that i've been waiting so much for my dad to choose forward um and and i was i would talk about it but i wasn't aware of of I wasn't fully aware of how much I was allowing it to uh, influence and impact my life and my body. So for those of you who are experiencing any of that and you're you're with somebody uh, who maybe thinks everything's daunting, you know, um, ask, like, is this influencing my choosing? Is this influencing my body? Um, and if you like it influencing your choosing and body, keep choosing it. And if you don't, Literally becoming aware of it will start to change that. So acknowledge, oh, wow, it is influencing my body and my choosing. And wow, look at that. I've allowed that energy to influence me. Huh. And then what can you choose to move forward? It's it's an interesting um, thing when you start to get um, that, you know, you can actually choose out of it and you can choose to move forward and choose to not be influenced by other people's energies, um, it, it, it's actually so first acknowledgement. Then what do you do? Create space. For those of you who have never listened to this show before, um, you, you might not know an expansion exercise, which I've done on many shows. And there's, there's so many ways to create that. And one of them can really be like through breathing. You can literally breathe out to the place and space where you've it's like as if you've created a, a massive, um, like flexible, textured bubble around you, and 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 it's massive. It's bigger than the whole universe. And as you breathe, you're like breathing in and creating space all around you. So that sort of invisibility, kind of, if you imagine it, kind of like a balloon, and you're blowing, you're blowing. Because I like blowing, and this is the pleasure zone. We're going to talk about that blowing maybe later. Who knows? We'll see. Monkeys, blowjobs, I don't know. Uh, boy, that was a squirrel moment. So you're going to blow, uh, blow air into the balloon that you have that is you. Actually, you kind of are like that. Like it's your molecules are kind of like a balloon, and you just breathe in and out. And as you breathe, you will expand your energy. And that... Um, that sort of balloon, um, you know, like the latex of the balloon, um, is completely permeable. So it's not creating a shield or anything like that. That's not the intention of it. It's just really to create space so that you can get a sense of how much more breathing do you require to create the space you desire. Because sometimes we'll even do visualizations of things and we'll forget to breathe uh, because we're cute. It's like we get think we're getting present, but we don't even notice that we're breathing. We forget that we're breathing. We forget that we require breathing. You start to hold your breath for like 14 minutes and you create 
world records of holding your breath and you don't even realize it because you haven't timed yourself or filmed yourself. But I bet you've created world records of not breathing. So breathe, breathe and create space with your body. It's that easy. So um, that is like number two, if you are being influenced by others' energies and, and you would like to choose to move forward um, and and you know that there is that vine just waiting for you there somewhere. Um, I realized that I have over-talked through some of my commercial breaks here, so um, I want to say thank you to my producer tonight for her patience with me, and I will... If, um, now could be a really fun time to go to commercial break if that's good with you my sweet Rhonda Cakes many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose what else is possible beyond what we have already seen heard or thought of what if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex sexuality and copulation by tuning in to the pleasure zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. you'll receive tools inspiration and a foundation to allow your to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question. Always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MilicaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Jelanić, and tonight's topic is called monkey business. And how on earth does that relate to The Pleasure Zone? Well, if you've been listening for the last half an hour, you might have heard some stories that I've been telling. Um, a lot of them relate to my dad because he is the inspiration for this show. And that's kind of funny to say that my father influenced one of the episodes of the Pleasure Zone. I think he's influenced a couple, but um, I have a few other muses for my show as well. <laughs> and they know who they are. Um, and it's really 
for me, this episode has a lot to do with um, relationships and the idea of, and relationships in work, relationships as in romantic, uh, even in families, sometimes we are looking for stability in different ways. And um, the idea of how, you know, monkeys move through the world, fine to vine, to vine, to vine, um, they'll just keep choosing and choosing and choosing to move forward. And we as as people, like, we just, you know, forget sometimes that we can just keep choosing and choosing and choosing uh, towards whatever it is that we are uh, moving towards or from, you know. So it's it's a fun concept to me to to kind of sit and go, like, are you? Actually, are you a monkey in relationships? Are you somebody who you know, waits for the next person to come along before you're willing to move forward. I know a lot of people who do that with jobs. You know, people who have, um, you know, even though they're sitting in a job that they absolutely detest, they complain about it constantly, chronically. Um, There is a sense of security for them in the paycheck. And so they choose not to move forward. Um, even though in their heart of hearts, they are aware that it's like, oh, yeah, it's so time to move forward. Um, and, and actually, one of uh, my clients today, um, she is somebody who normally would make sure she got all her ducks in a row. She would make sure that she had um, everything aligned up financially before taking on a new uh, job. In the 12 years or more that I've known her, she's never really been somebody who would like just jump out on a limb. And um, she was recently put in a position to to be out on a limb. Um, you know, things had changed in one of her uh, positions she had at one of her jobs, and her job became sort of redundant. And so she she was like, whoa, it was like, what do I do? Like, first time in her life that she hadn't had been, like, in limbo world. Um, and she's definitely somebody who would go uh, with, in terms of career, she would definitely be somebody who goes from branch to branch to branch to branch to branch. Um, and it's funny. Some people will do that in some areas of their life, but not all areas of their life. Um, say, for example, she'll do that in careers, but not in relationship. In relationship, um, she's willing to let go and not have to move to the next one um, beforehand. And it's funny because um, I was somebody who I would quit a job. I didn't have to have a job first to move forward. Although, again, lots of people would have looked at it and thought that that, that I wasn't doing that. Um, and and so many times I I actually had already chosen out of a job, but it but it was hard to see that. So I think I've created a fabulous illusion in my life that I've always had stability. And that the truth of it is, is that um, stability is an illusion. So it's it's funny that, you know, we would, uh, you know, people would perceive that about me because I guess I'm fabulous with illusion. Yay me, another fascinating thing I'm learning about myself. And so what what is actually stability and like is it having one lover is that stability for you is it knowing that you have a lover that you can always go to like you have the go-to lover but they might not be your only lover but you might have a go-to lover um so what is it for you is it 
does it have anything to do with finances? Like, oh, if your partner has a certain amount of money banked, or if you have a certain amount of money banked, then you have a sense of security in the relationship. I'd actually explored that a while ago, a few years ago. Explored the idea of um, energetically, I was playing with, like, if I had so much money, would I be with so-and-so? This is before I got married. Um, and it was I was with um, sort of, I was never really truly with, but uh, my daughter's biological dad was uh, present in our life, sort of. He was physically there. And and I really truly wondered if if I had like, you know, $100,000 banked, would I would I be in his life? And I, for, and it was funny. It was actually a very minimal amount of money that I was aware of that would give me a sense of I can move forward um, that I required in my life in order to be able to um, really feel like a sense of confidence of going, yeah, really, I really don't require this. Um, and and it's funny because he actually brought in money, but he was not willing to share it ever, and he never was able to have it for. Um, he would get pensions, but he was he never had it for like more than four days. So the rest of the twenty some odd days of the month, um, he would be having no money at all. Um, he would burn through it like I've never seen people burn through money. Um, when they're not receiving that much of it. So I found that it was like, wow, if I could, ju- if I just had this much money, I would walk away from all of this. Um, and it's funny, like I wonder, so ask yourself, if you're in a relationship that's not working for you and you have the illusion or point of view that money is what's keeping you there, just for fun, start asking, you know, if I had... Uh, Four million in my bank account. Would I choose different? If I had one million in my bank account, would I choose different? What is that magic number that you are aware of that would give you a sense of um, confidence? I guess you could say confidence to choose forward. What is your magic number? And then, now that you know what your magic number is, you can start to ask. And this can also relate to your jobs, by the way, guys. Like. If you're in a job that you totally detest, what is that magic number that you're aware of that if that number were to show up in your bank account, in your secret stash, you know, in value, you know, it could show up in jewel, um, you know, like $10,000 diamond or $150,000 diamond or, you know, like what is, you know, so that you could show up in the value of jewels and gold or Something, right? Something that you, uh, is a somewhat tradable commodity, like money. <clears throat> what is that magic number or value that if you had that um, would give you the confidence to choose forward? Now, when you know what that number is, I fully encourage you to, like that exercise we did last week on do you love your assets, when it was like asking all your body parts how much, you know, you value them, you know, what's the value of your big toe, what's the value of your, and if you didn't listen to last week's show, check it out. Um, I did a bit of an exercise there on going through and asking your body parts or what value they are to you. And then asking your body 
And, you know, it could be your big toe that you value at a million dollars and all you require is that million dollars to show up in your bank account for you to have the confidence to choose forward. Start asking that big toe that you value at a million dollars to start contributing to that. And, you know, your whole body can. Um, I'm just wondering if you guys realize that every single part of your body can also contribute in its own special ways. Like, you know, your nipples may have some kind of crazy amount of money that you value them at, that um, you didn't even know you valued them so highly. But I think part of it is to have your body um, and for you to acknowledge your body through going, wow, I value you, body. You're pretty spectacularly awesome. And then start asking. Start asking for that to show up in different ways. Um, I had another amazing client this weekend. I had a, a very full weekend and this client was telling me about how um, she'd been reading a bunch of books over the years, and um, one of them, uh, I think it was Shakti Gawain, um, maybe was saying, asking you that, like, ask for things to just show up. And at one point, so she did, and uh, she was saying that she had uh, was playing with the idea of doing a renovation in her house, and she's like, hmm, yeah, okay, I'll be, I'll have some money for that or whatever. Uh, it'll show up somewhere somehow. And about two weeks later, she said that her her mom had gone out and met some people and came back and handed her this envelope. And she opened it up and there was a $5,000 check from somebody that she doesn't ever remember meeting in her whole life. And as as she was talking about this, she was saying that her um, her her godmother um, that she was estranged from had a sister. And that sister is this person that her mother had bumped into. And she was asking about this woman. And so the mother was telling what was going on and how she would like to just think about renovating, blah, blah, blah. And the woman right on the spot wrote a $5,000 check, handed it over to the mother to give to this woman that came to me the other day. So money truly can come from the most unexpected sources. And when you are aware of that, sort of magic number that gives you the confidence to choose forward, um, just start asking for it. Like for her, it was a certain amount of that you know, $5,000 check gave her the confidence to choose forward into renovating her bathroom. And you know whether she had money in the bank account or not at the time, it was like that was what was required to give her that sense to, uh, yes, I will choose forward. And some, it's a funny thing because it's not that you have to have the money show up to choose forward, but when you get the energy of what that is, you can actually start choosing into receiving that money. And it's kind of like when you know what that, oh, yeah, that gives me confidence dollar amount is, and you're like, cool, oh, cool. Now this energy matches this Maybe there's a thing that shows up in your world. Maybe somebody asks you to come do a speaking engagement, but it's free and you're like, no, but it matches the energy of that, what you've been asking for. Just choose forward into it because whatever that is, it will lead you uh, into that, into that receiving zone where you're acknowledging what you're aware of, where you're trusting you, where uh, you know you're following the energy and it will bring you, I guarantee you, it's going to bring you to that sense of um, confidence that you're looking for and choosing into the life that you desire. Because so many people, it's, you know, 
it's the confidence that a lot of people lack. It's like, well, I'm just not, you know, we judge the crap out of ourselves as not being, um, you know, good enough, smart enough at the right place at the right time. We'll judge all of that. Um, and really when it comes down to it, it's like, what if you are far more amazing than you ever considered? And what would what would it be like to actually have the confidence to choose into the life you desire? Um, and just go, yeah, wait a minute, that that amount of money is lights me up, gives me a sense of confidence, cool, I'll receive that energy, I'll receive that energy, and like receive it through your big toe, through your nostril, all of it, receive it through every body part you've got, and bring it in, and receive it, and receive it, and expand it, and receive it, and then you'll start to notice that you actually match that vibration of that energy, of that money, of that um, of that confidence that you've always had. It's just that you somehow, it's like it just needs a little rub up to shine up, to be seen. It's there. You know, as much as somebody could try and squash your confidence completely, you still have, even if you only have what you think is one micromillimeter of confidence you have something and you can shine it up and brighten it up and it will shine like a beacon and grow and so choose it and then see what else shows up for you in your life it's very it's very fun to me to like play with what would what would that be for you to be able to choose forward and and the truth is again like security is is like is is all it is is like a, a false sense of being stuck uh, you know, oh, I'm stable. That's kind of also like being stuck, but it's a false sense of of being um, in one place at one time because you're not, for one, you're not ever in one place at one time. And you know, that's a whole other show and a whole other concept. But you you are um, you, the most stable thing to do in essence is to actually continually choose forward. Be like that monkey. Branch from branch from branch. Keep on choosing. Keep on moving forward. So we're going to head to commercial break, and then we're going to wrap up this crazy, crazy episode of Monkey Business here on The Pleasure Zone after these messages. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation by tuning in to the Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Milica Yelenich. You'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. 
The BARS is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a BARS session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a BARS class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melissa Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255. That's T-A-L-K. Or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email at MelissaYelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yalanich, and tonight's topic is monkey business. What does that have to do with pleasure? Well, a lot of people, you know, will sort of stop themselves from even receiving pleasure. They'll wait for, you know, maybe some... So, for example, like in a relationship, and maybe your your sex life is just like gone to poop. Um, maybe you've had maybe you don't feel inspired or turned on by your lover or something. And and so you're waiting, you're waiting on that branch until the, you know, the next amazing lover shows up that you can grab onto. And so that's one way of doing it. And then what if the other way is to just like jump off that branch uh, as a monkey, because as a monkey, you know that you're moving forward into something and you will grab onto something and you're just going to keep on going and going and going. So what if you kind of get into that monkey mode and instead of getting stuck on the branch going, oh my God, my sex life is over and I'm waiting and I'm waiting for something else to show up and I'm not leaving this this dead sex life until I find another sex life that might be equally as dead, but it's going to be something for me to hold on to. Um, so what if you started to look at it and go, oh, what would actually... What could I, you know, touch on, tap into, hold on to, even if it's for a brief moment that will have you move forward, um, you know, turn your body on, turn your, you know, turn up all of those hormones, get you rocking, get you rolling, get you stimulated, get your life stimulated. And, and then just even if it's just for a moment, just touch it, move forward, see where that takes you. Um, instead of like waiting and waiting and waiting, like what are you waiting for? What if you can just jump off that? Just have you know the kind of knowing that a monkey has and jump forward um, into something, even if it's brief, just for fun, just for an experiment, just to see where it takes you. Um, and sometimes you know that jumping in onto another branch doesn't mean that you're actually choosing to have a new lover either. It can mean that you're like oh, my sex life is dead, I'm jumping forward on this branch, I'm going to try sex toys, or I'm going to try watching some kind of fabulously erotic movies. Oh, cool, what, what is that branch for you? What is that vine that you're grabbing onto to move forward? It doesn't always have to be people, you know? So what is something that will get you moving forward 
that you're just like, you're thinking that it has to come to you. Instead, are you willing to just jump, jump off that branch and go for it and see where it takes you? Um, you know, does it take you to some exotic place like, you know, hedonism in Jamaica? Does it, and they could give me money for that advertising. And, or in the university, you can pay me now for advertising for other people. Or is it something else? Like, what is it that would be really fun to just, just for the sake of it, because you can't screw up. You're a monkey. You're going to find a branch. You're going to find a vine, and you're going to hold on and move forward. And just choose it, because what if it's not wrong, and there'll be another branch, and just choose again, and just keep on going to move forward. I really like to see people stop sitting on the branch and waiting and waiting for something to show up. I'd like to see people moving through like wild monkeys through these jungles and forests and moving forward like crazy. Um, And just like, you know, get screaming, get excited like a freaking monkey and move forward and have fun with it. And, you know, even if you're like, okay, she's insane. I bet you, even if you just pretended for a minute to be a monkey moving forward through a jungle, like if you take yourself to a jungle gym at a kid's park and you just start swinging back and forth, I bet that you're just going to be like, yeah, you know what? This is way more fun than sitting and being stagnant. You know, if you're anybody who likes adventure, fun, and play, you'll probably like it a heck of a lot more than waiting around for the universe to plop stuff on your head. Part of having your life show up is to ask the universe. And my friend Christine McIver has an amazing program going on called Up Your Ask. Um, it started May 1st and it's going for 100 days. If you want to know more about it, you can contact me. Um, and just teaching you how to ask and ask. And this is like choosing, right? So ask and choose and ask and choose and ask and choose and see where it leads you. Because, man, it is way more fun than sitting around thinking that everything has to just plop on your head. And asking and choosing is like that woman who asks, uh, you know, the universe for money and the $5,000 shows up. And then she chose to say yes to the check, asking and choosing, moving forward. So that can be, as much as it seems inactive, asking is actually an action. So that's part of choosing and moving forward. Keep doing it. So see where things show up. I want to thank you guys for listening, and I look forward to having you all on my show next week. can't remember what the title is, but I'm really looking forward to it. Have an awesome week. Thank you for choosing to listen to The Pleasure Zone. Melissa Yelenich will return next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspireChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.